welcome to the Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit, a platform where we have invited spirit to share messages, healings, and transmissions with all of us. May this energetic experience help us to expand our awareness and to deepen the relationship we have with our higher self, our spiritual team, and with Source, however we define them. Thank you for being here and for taking part in this amazing journey. So hello and uh, welcome back to Channeling Spirit Virtual Summit. My name is Daniel Martinez Stahl and I am your host. With me for this episode is Sandra Pele, if I'm pronouncing Close. that Pele. correctly. Pele. Pele. Yep. I can never remember if it's Pele or Pele, so I apologize. I always I seem to butcher your last name all the time. So anyway, so Sandra. Um, and I have a wonderful conversation in my podcast. If you want to check that out, I would recommend it. Um, so she and I have had uh, some really interesting conversations. I, as always, I have no idea where we're going to go with these. As I have instructed all of the speakers, it's really allowing spirit to share what they want to share with us and to just kind of let us have a conversation accordingly. So uh, let me turn it over to Sandra briefly, have her introduce herself to you guys, and then we will go from there. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this uh, beautiful platform that you're creating. And I think it's definitely needed because so many people are curious about channeling. So I'm Sandra Pelli, the Sandini Inner Peace Mentor and Visionary of the Guide Academy. And I've had uh, an interesting journey through life where about 22 years ago, I injured myself and began my true spiritual path and awakening. And it really came to a culmination in 2015 and 16. And uh, the real magic has unfolded since then. And in a nutshell, <clears throat> yeah. Beautiful. And just given that we are talking about channeling and um, all things channeling, what does channeling mean to you? And, and how does that... Uh, how does that play into your day to day as an individual and how does it play with the work that you do? I love this question because, uh, you know, I, I, I was part of the first two segments of this uh, summit and listening to your explanation of channeling and then listening to Marilyn Aloria's description of channeling. And I, you know, we tend to think that we're not channeling, that we don't do this type of thing for the most part and that it's, it's, you're doing something very specific. Well, channeling means that it's a pathway. It's an opening for something to happen. So I just am now realizing that I channel a light language. I do know for a fact that I channel a white buffalo calf woman. I also channel a man whose name I have no idea what it is in this moment because I, am, I can't remember what it is. And it's really intriguing when those things happen for me. The light language, for the most part, has been an evolvement that's been occurring for roughly three and a half years. And it's been really interesting listening and watching that change and shift. And when that happens, I am actually almost, I wouldn't say shoved out of the way, but I definitely can feel that it's coming in and I'm being asked to let this flow through me. 
So I'm very conscious of this and it's really weird to have that happen because you're sitting there feeling, um, okay, well, I'm going to be making this really bizarre sound right now and I'm not sure how everybody's going to react, but it's so incredible what unfolds from that because when I give myself over to letting it flow through myself like that, it is very, very powerful. So very, very powerful to feel what it's doing to those who get to participate because it's it's a level of healing that's happening with the light language now when i channel white buffalo calf woman and this man that's entirely different because like for those of you who participate in the the previous part with marilyn you could actually hear her voice change and same with daniel when he did his section at the beginning there the same thing happens with with white buffalo calf woman and the man my voice actually does change and it's so interesting to be consciously here, sitting here, and then have that energy come through me. And it feels very awkward. And I can tell you with some certainty, I know Marilyn's been doing it for decades. Myself, it's very new. And so when, when these people want to come forward, I can feel the niggle. I can feel the little, the little intuition, the little nudge. Oh, I have something to say, I have something to say. And, and it's like, I can feel when they're okay with me just kind of ignoring them, that's not happening so much anymore. Now they're starting to be more, I want to have something to say, I have something to say, and I'm going to say it. Get out of the way. <laughs> and to be honest with you, that's exactly why I decided to create this event, because I cannot tell you how many times people that are friends of mine that channel tell me that. Like spirit is just like itching at the bit to talk. You know, they're just like so excited to have a voice. And so that's yeah. the reason why I created this event. But before we get into that, I would love to have you talk a little bit more about what is light language, because I'm sure there's people that are mm. coming into this that have no idea what light language is. Um, and if you uh, feel as part of that, would like to give us an example of it, um, that sure. would be amazing. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, first I want to start with a number of years ago, I was listening to a telesummit just like this, and I had my hand raised because I had a question. And anything can happen when you raise your hand, when you when you decide you're going to step up and ask a question, or ask for something general. Things happen. And in this event that I was participating in as a listener, I put my hand up, and the woman told me at that time that oh, something's happening in your energy. You're elevating. You're you're you're. Um, leveling up i think is the terminology and i was like oh okay great and then i just kind of sat with that energy of that for quite some time meaning days wondering what on earth had happened because i didn't feel like anything was different in myself and then one day i was standing in the shower and all of a sudden it was like i heard this digital and it's not even like i heard it so there's the claire claire's coming in there was this sense of knowing that there was some sort of digital track running through my head and now putting that to voice. So when I started to do it, I started to do it in the shower because I'm in the flow, I'm in the water, it's just flowing, it's coming out. There are all different kinds of light languages, okay? And I can rattle off names of people, um, but I'll leave that for your own exploration. There are the ones that I've listened to, there's some that I can really listen to and I, I, I can fall into and to the mesmerization of that and really feel into the energy of it. And there's some that just totally great against everything that I am and I have to turn it off. So do know that there's different light languages out there. Having said that, 
I know that when I started to do mine, I do this pineal chakra activation on a monthly basis. And that's where that light language really started to be developed because I knew that there was a faster way to take the level of healing or take the level of transformation. And with that light language, that's what it was. It came through and it, it's, it's evolved. So where it started at, I can't even imitate that anymore because there's no way that that even comes through my throat anymore. But I still get this really digital sense of the energy. And by digital, it's really interesting because um, I am a galactic shaman. So that, that energy that's coming from the divine, from all the energy of all that there is, runs through me in a very energy way. And when you think of energy, when you think of plugging in an electrical cord and that current is running through, that's how this digital sound is running through my, my, the essence of who I am. So now it's so interesting because it's like, okay, how much more can I talk to delay <laughs> to, to not do this? But it's adamant <laughs> that it wants to come through. So just give me a moment here to, in essence, Take a breath. I'm going to breathe our way through a mantra first so that I open up the channels in a much calmer state of being because I can feel the energy of the hype of the light language. So I'm going to breathe our way through the I am open mantra first. And um, I'll let you know this I am open mantra was instrumental in me shifting into being absolutely open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome. But let me breathe our way through that. So I am open. with no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome. I'm also being asked to set the intention to ask for the mind, body and soul to do whatever it needs to do to heal in this moment. And also the awareness that this is being done for the highest good, for the most benevolent reasons and the greatest good of all. And I'm also asking for each of you to be open to receive. So it is. And do you know what that means? I have absolutely, in most cases, no idea what it means because it is at a very deep DNA, RNA, when we're talking about the physical human body, but also at a very deep energy level. So when I say that it's galactic, 
I think you guys can kind of get the sense of how it, it almost feels like it's really not of this earth. There's, there's mm. something bigger in that. And uh, I know there's a few participants in here who had recently heard me shift into that. And I think I've even evolved in the last two months, even that, that because of the way the world is moving, because of the energy, the way the energy is moving, I have shifted with that. And I wanted to mention a couple of things as well, just before, um, before you ask anything further, Daniel, one is that um, I also close my eyes so that the information that comes through is uh, got a direct filter that it's not affected by the my outside surroundings. So that's why I close my eyes. Also too, um, by breathing my way through that I am open mantra, I empowered my physical being, the essence of who Sandra Pelly is, to move slightly over to the side and then have whatever comes through, come through unfiltered again. So thank you for that, Daniel, for being able to, to put that out there. Absolutely. I mean, for me, one of the things that I want to mention about light language is the way that it was described to me is that it is a spiritual language that extends beyond the human language, the limitations of our human language. Our, our limitation of communication within this human body, um, the light language is designed, it comes from a space that doesn't have that limitation. And I know of some people that are able to translate what is said, and I know some people that that don't, then they just, they just uh, translate the, sorry, they transmit the, the, the message, but there's no kind of description of what is being shared. Um, and so there's different ways in which it, it comes through. But what I love is this idea that this is a transmission that is being given to us that our soul recognizes and that affects us at a deep energetic level beyond our intellect, even though my intellect wants to know what just happened. Because whoever was speaking through you was pointing and doing hand gestures to indicate that this is something that's being said, <laughs> you know? So it's like, tell me, I want to know. <laughs> well, and what's fascinating about that too is when I, this was just a, a you know, they're giving us an example. I, I can't say that I'm giving you an example because it isn't me. It's 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 true. It's coming through me. I'm the channel. If you would like to say that. Uh, when I do the pineal chakra activation, it's a, a designated 30 to 45 minutes. And when I am in that, I'm actually doing all these different things around all the different chakras on the head, essentially, around the pineal chakra, the pineal gland area. And during that process, words come through english words come through like i will be directed to say oh there's an eagle flying in or oh um we're connecting now with with this divine being or this this guide is coming through like all these different things come through in that process when it's a longer example of it <clears throat> yeah well thank you for sharing that 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 was really beautiful um yeah. i i like so you, you like like you said, I've been exposed to people that do light language and also channelers. Like I've I've seen some channelers that the way they do it just grates on me. It's just like really the way they get into their their energetic space in order to allow themselves to channel. 
it's like, God, I hope I'm not like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I hope I can find a different way that's a little bit less grating. Um, but um, so there's different ways in which people connect. And, and um, even if you do find someone that kind of grates on you, like there's someone that I'm thinking about that channels beautiful messages, just the way that they get into that space is just, for me, it's just like, I want to cover my ears. Um, but the message that comes through is amazing. Um, so I just kind of wanted to share that. Um, so having said all this, um, given that we are, re again, really giving Spirit a platform for them to share what they want to share. And I know that you have other uh, entities that regularly communicate with you and through you. I'd love to give them an opportunity if there's something that they would like to come forward um, whether we do that now or later on, I would love for that to, 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 to take place. Um, but I wanted to kind of, you know, give it over to you a little bit. Is there anything that, that you want to share that you haven't shared that you think would be helpful for, for people to, to hear? For sure. Um, I know that coming into this, I had kind of expressed an interest in talking about the importance of the little you. And uh, the, the little you is that intimate, our most intimate guide because that's what we're here essentially doing is we're talking about our guides we're talking about channeling our guides and in our own paths we are being asked to heal that portion of ourselves which is that little you and it was it's so interesting because little you wants to be channeled just as much as by yourself does just as much as any other guide does the little you wants to be channeled and again remember that i said it's the pathway it doesn't necessarily have to be the voice that's coming through. There's so many different methods of channeling. It's just like there's different um, different clairs or just there's different ways that a psychic and a medium come through as well. There's there. So the little you starts the energy of the little you starts with preconception all the way up to five to seven years of age, and it is affecting us as adults. We're actually still reacting to our entire days as that little you we just think we're the adult but it's still our little you so when i talk about channeling that little you it's so interesting because it's just, this is going off in a really interesting little piece here <clears throat> when we're thinking about channeling our little you and even with me just saying that what's the first thing that comes up for each of you so write it down in the chat like if we were to channel our, our little you what is the first word that pops into your head you are channeling your little you just by doing that. Because when I say that, the first thing that I get is this feeling in my belly and the, the word play. And I can envision uh, the spiraling merry-go-round, which was something I absolutely disliked. And yet my little you is saying, hey, I like this. So, so what, is that, what is that one word that pops up for you when you think, oh, I'm going to channel my little you? Okay. because we are channeling our little yous when expectations come up, when limiting beliefs come up. We're channeling our little you in a reactive manner. And we're asking to start to teach our little you in a proactive manner. Strong and laughter are some of the words that are coming up. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so the people who are answering are very familiar with their little yous. They've done little you work. So I'm inviting each of you to take a moment. We're going to do something called the brain slide. 
I'm going to ask you to connect with your little you in that moment as well. Okay, so let's play along with me for a minute. And that's something else that I really love to do is um, myself, my little you really dislikes the word work because my dad always was at work. He worked 24 seven. So I much prefer the word play. That's why I use the word play in lieu of work. So let's do the brain slide first. So closing your eyes again, taking a breath. Imagine this small version of yourself on the top of your head. This is small little you. And then imagine this beautiful slide going down into your heart space. And ask that little you to slide down the slide and feel the woo woo. <laughs> Beautiful. And ask to connect with that little you. So by asking to connect with that little you, know that it is absolutely that simple. When you ask to connect with your little you, you'll have a sense of that little you. Whether you get this image of yourself in a photograph or an action that you're playing, or maybe you get this sense of something, or you get a color or you get a feeling on your body. Beautiful. So now, ask your little you what their favorite toy was. And write it in the chat. What's so beautiful about that is, I got this image of this hippo. And now hippo was really big with my daughter. So I thought to my, I was thinking to myself, wait a second, that's my daughter's. But then it showed me the color of this hippo. And I really vividly remember this hippo once I was showing it right just now. And this hippo is pink and blue, half and half, I think. And there's little white things on it, like it might have been little flowers or something like that. Uh, so right there, I'm already starting to channel my little you. I'm giving my little you a uh, pathway to start to carry on a conversation with me. It remembers this hippo. Whatever it was, it remembers this hippo. Okay. Um, Daniel wrote nature. There was a doll for one of you. Curious George. Beautiful. Loving this. So taking that a step further. Yes. Thank you guys. Okay. So you'll notice what happened there. I paused. I listened. So I, opened up a channel like there's so many terminologies that we can use around this word channel so I, i'm loving this um the the channel was just opened so that that when i pause like this that's kind of my indication that there's a message coming through there's information coming through and i've opened up a channel when i stop and listen that message comes through a little bit more freely okay so i'm, I'm closing my eyes again each of you guys are being invited to close your eyes again you've done this beautiful brain slide Let's go back and do this again now that you've connected with your guide. So it could be in nature, like Daniel said, you could have your toy with you. Imagine that small version of yourself, that little you on the top of your head. You're sliding down that slide. <laughs> Feel what it does to your, your physical adult body. And ask the little you, what's the most important thing? that it wants you to know right now. They may show you in an action or they may tell you with a voice. Okay. Or you may hear the words. 
write it in the chat again. Now, does, is anybody having a problem with connecting or having issues with connecting with your little you? Okay, I ask this because sometimes we have preconceived notions of what connecting with our little you is like. Okay. I'm seeing some of the comments come through that you're enough, beautiful, loving that. Hula hoop came through as a toy. You'll get through this as a comment. Very, very powerful, powerful little messages. Your best is good enough. Exactly. That's all you can do, right? So when we're talking about channeling that little you, did anybody have a problem connecting with their little you, first of all? My hands are on fire talking about this. <laughs> I'm loving the energy of this. Can you talk about it? The preconceived notions, for sure. I'm loving this question because uh, that's what I was alluding to when I'm talking about the expectations and the limiting beliefs. When we think that, oh, you know, Sandra, she sees her little you, you may be thinking that I see this little you literally standing right there in front of me, that it looks just like me, but a smaller version of myself. However, for myself, it's more of a sense of knowing. Some people get a very visual where they see, like I said, the picture, right? Like there's this picture of me with ponytails. I was probably about 12 or 13 years old. That is one of the visions I get. But I also get this vision of more like this ethereal um, type of version of myself where it's not actually the little you that, that you would think would be out playing in the playground. It's more like this, this, this magical little creature. And then sometimes I get very specific knobbly need, orange shorts, leotards, whatever the case is. And those preconceived notions, when we think about how we think our little you should be showing up, that's where we have that expectation of limiting belief with that preconceived notion happening. Okay. So in that moment, that's where you're being asked to be open with no expectations, no limitations, and being okay with the outcome. So let's go into that again. And I'm going to breathe our way through the I am open. We've done the brain slide a number of times now. So technically, we're there with that little you. Stand in the knowing that that little you is there as well. Okay, stand in the knowing. Be, stand in your power of the, the awareness of that little you being there. And um, we'll see where we want to go with this. We'll see as we go into there. So closing your eyes, get the sense that the little you is with you, whether you physically can see it, energetically can feel your little you, get a sense in a moment. We'll breathe our way through the I am open mantra. But get a sense of that little you somewhere. Get that that knowing. Know that that little you is there, whether you can physically feel, see, or hear the little you. So I am open with no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome. And in front of you and your little you, there's a path. What is that path made of? It's as simple as that. What's the path made of? What's your little you showing you that the path is made of? So whatever word pops into your head or whatever visual you get, there's no right or wrong. 
Okay. If it is something that is alarming, that is where you can stand in your power and change it. You can change it. Okay. Write in the chat what showed up for you for the pathway. Okay. A dirt path, pavers. I love it. Yeah. Beautiful. Anybody else? Natural stones, beautiful. Cobblestones. This is awesome, you guys. A path through a forest. Exactly. You are creating a channel for that little you to come through. Okay. Why is this little you so important? It is because as an adult, you're still holding on to those, uh, as Sabrina had mentioned, the, the preconceived ideas, the expectations or the limitations. The sooner we figure out what those preconceived ideas are that, oh, I'm, I'm expecting this to look this specific way. Because you're expecting something to look this specific way. It has a difficult time showing up because it's an expectation of something. An expectation is a boulder in the river of your life. When we're able to remove that boulder out of our way, remove that expectation, life flows more freely. That, that channel, that pathway, the water in the river, whatever the case is, can flow more easily. So when you hear that I don't actually see a physical little you, that kind of relieves it for some of you because you're thinking that maybe I have to be seeing it a certain way. I've had people who have had a specific color show up for their little you. Okay. I've had people who say that the little you shows up in a specific spot. So let's do that. Let's see where the little you shows up now. So closing your eyes again, taking a breath. Ask. See where your little you is showing up. Get that sense of the feeling of that. You may even get a sense of what position they are. If they're standing up, if they're laying down, if they're sitting down, if they're lying down. Get that sense of what's going on. If you are still having some difficulties, I am open. With no expectations. No limitations. And I'm okay with the outcome. Now ask the little you to show you what their favorite activity is. Beautiful. Now come back to this present moment. How did your little you first appear? What was the sense? Where did they appear? Was it right in front of you? Was it beside you? Behind you? Lying down, sitting up? Colors? And what was their favorite activity? I know my little you showed up, <laughs> believe it or not, on a, on a bicycle. Uh, I'm an avid mountain biker, so it doesn't surprise me that that shows up. Which, what surprised me was that it was that Mustang, that black Mustang I rode as a child through the, through the forest paths, just like Daniel's little you was doing there. Beautiful. Looked like a Norman Rockwell painting, coloring with crayons. I love that. In front of me looked ethereal, beautiful. How about the rest of you? What, where is your little you showing up? 
if you're having a struggle right now, this is the time to express that so that I can help you through it so you can take this to the next level for yourself. So is anybody having any difficulty? Some are showing up in front and, and being able to see through her eyes, playing outside with their friends, sitting next to me and coloring with crayons. Beautiful. Nobody's having any issues. We, have, we do have a quiet crowd here, don't we? <laughs> Daniel, how are you finding the experience? Are you able to flow into this with some, some grace and ease? I am, um, it's really interesting. Um, I've been playing a lot with the idea of as we allow ourselves to tap into our more expanded awareness, healing happens instantly. And I've been leaning more and more into that. And when you asked about, when you invited us to imagine our little selves and what message was coming through, the message that came through for me was there's nothing to heal. And the reminder that my little me is the me before the limitations that have been put upon it. So the little me is the true me, is the complete me without my doubts and limitations and fears and stuff that my life, quote unquote, has built upon my experience, um, my idea of my damaged child and all of those concepts are, my little me is before all of that. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been playing in that space um, as you've been sharing. That's the kind of direction that, that I've been invited to explore with your questioning. I love that because I, I, that really resonates for myself as well, that, 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 that uh, healing can be instantaneous, that it is all right there at our fingertips. And when we believe in the grander picture, I guess, if you will, that um, it's all energy, we are all energy. And when we are able to um, connect into that, uh, it is so incredible how expansive our way of thinking becomes because we're no longer limited by the human form. Now, know too that I know that for some of you, you may think, okay, healing is instantaneous. Well, I've got this person who's got MS. I've got this person who's got this, et cetera, et cetera. Understand that the physical body is the physical body. What we're talking about is the healing on the energetic level as well, which is a is like a whole other way of thinking. So when we are able to step into this awareness of this 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 I guess higher level of healing, your body will no longer hold on to the things that were energetically causing the body stress and pain. I just want to see if anything else wants to come through that. Yes, 
Exactly. So healing the energetic can then lead to the physical healing. Exactly. So when I, um, like, it's so interesting because I, I came on to talk about one thing, but I can feel how we're going off in all so many beautiful directions. And, and I think this is important on one hand, but if I'm going totally astray, please do feel free to, to, to reel me back in, Daniel, okay? Um, I did something called Epicenter Reiki. And now, is there a, a training that I had done for that? No. But what I did was I do have the level two Reiki at whatever um, whatever teacher was that did that for myself. And I realized that there was some limitations to that because it was very structured and limited in how it was done and the symbols, et cetera. And so I, by stepping into being open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome, I decided to start to scan the body and do the healing where I was directed to do the healing. And those epicenters, those energetic points. So when your body has pain in it, then that, that stress is being held in probably wherever you've had an injury. And quite often, these epicenters of pain are actually tied to either other human beings, an event, or maybe even past lives. So there's a lot of different channels that are going on here. And I, and I don't know if I'm going off in a total tangent with regards to the meaning that, that Daniel wanted to bring in with channels. I'm just kind of bringing in this other aspects, I guess you could say. So this, this epicenter uh, Reiki, when I scan a body and I feel an area that feels denser, I guess you could say, than everywhere else, that's where I will truly begin the work. And I will then be open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome to what wants to come through with regards to this. So I am opening up my channels, the energetic channels, the healing channels, so that the information can come through the guides, through the diva of healing, the overlighting diva of healing, whomever wants to come through, the, the archangels. Michael's really one of my, my steadfast guides in this case. And uh, also a group called the White Brotherhood, and that's a, a beautiful, beautiful group of a medical spiritual team. When we get together and we do this work, they are able to show me the energy point, the connection that, that is on that body that is related to something. And I will get an image or words that come through. For instance, I was working with a gentleman who had a very bad back. And when I was working on his back area, I was drawn to his ankles. So I went down to work on his ankles with my energy work with my hands. And I asked him about a dirt bike accident. Have you, there's something about a dirt bike coming up. And he said, yeah, he'd had this dirt bike accident. And so we actually went in and we rewrote the energy of that uh, dirt bike accident. He disbelieved it the first time we did it. So we did it four times. I usually do it three times with most people. And what we're doing with that is we're recreating the channels of energy so that, that, that the body, it holds on to the emotion and the pain. And technically it's only 90 seconds that we feel the pain for after that, it's all emotions and, and technically in our head. So for that 90 seconds, we choose to continue holding on to that. So I lived the first two years of my life after dislocating my pelvis in 2000 in that pain instead of 90 seconds. And in 
rewriting that event, I was actually able to move out of the energy of that in a really interesting way. And I know I'm, I'm kind of going to do to do in a whole bunch of different levels. So reel me back, Daniel, please. <laughs> well, I think that again, as a, an extension of channeling and your, and you gave a beautiful description of it, healing is another source of channeling because we are not the healers. Any energetic healer that exists will say that they are not the ones that are doing the healing, that this is an energetic healing that's coming from the energy of life. And however, that's defined by the respective healer. Um, and so that's another expression of channeling. Um, so no need to reel you back in. <laughs> okay. Phew. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, I, I wonder if there's any questions that anybody would like to ask um, before we kind of continue our conversation. Yeah. Feel free to um, raise your yeah, hand feel free or put something in the chat. For sure. And and maybe what I'll just do is I, I will wind it back a little bit to this, this little you because I, I do think it's really important that um, I really discovered in my own journey that, you know, I've, I've said this I am open mantra a number of times. And that was really instrumental in me moving through those childhood expectations and also to, to really discover what being limitless really means. And in that process of being limitless, that is when uh, my light language came through. That's when my epicenter Reiki came through. That's when uh, all of these other things started to evolve and occur. So it's a very, very powerful way to move through things is to have a, a, a powerful mantra, I guess, a powerful mantra like the I am open with no expectations. Yeah. There's a couple of things that I wanted to share, if you don't mind, um, sure. that, that have come up um, in what you were discussing. I went through Reiki training myself and I, I, I don't follow convention. <laughs> for those of you that that know me, um, I, I rarely follow patterns and structures and, you know, this is the way it needs to be done. Um, the Reiki symbols, one thing that my teacher uh, shared with me, and Shannon Johnson is going to be speaking with us on Saturday, and I, I uh, trained with her. Um, she mentioned something that I really loved, which is the Reiki symbols have their own consciousness and they will interact with you in a way that's relevant for you and the way that they want to work with you. And what I get is the symbols. So we were taught about, let me give you a little bit of a background as to why I'm sharing this. Follow what feels right for you and be creative in the way that energy wants to work with you. And I'm going to give you this example. So we were taught to imagine the, the primary Reiki symbol in white, green, purple. And what started coming up for me was that these images started coming up almost like stickers, like laminated objects in white, purple, and green. And they would start swirling together like a ball. So I've got three images that are all working and swirling together. And when I want to give healing to a tree, for example, these three 
symbols go into the tree and then I leave those symbols to do their thing. Like I don't sit there and stay with the tree for two hours while I heal it. This is an energy that does its own. And I get the impression that we as the creators of our experience are being utilized to introduce healing into places that inspire us. And that doesn't mean that we need to sit with the individual or sit with whatever it is we want to put healing, you know, for eight hours a day. Allow, I've been invited to allow that energy to do its thing. It's like I trigger it, I set it in place, and it does what it does. And I invite it to move out from wherever it is to go where it needs to go. And then the other thing is the other symbol is referred to as a dragon because of the way that it, 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 it looks. And I actually get an image of a cartoon dragon, which is small and cute, and it runs around and, and you know, kind of does its thing. And so I've got this, this like beach ball of purple, green, and white Reiki energy that's swirling and moving around. And I've got this little cute cartoon character of a dragon that goes and kind of, you know, hobbles around and does what it needs to do. And, you know, and so the two play together. And then there's a third symbol, which is a, a distance healing symbol. And I can never remember all of the lines and all of the things in order to draw it, but I get the image of a rocket. It's, it's a distance energy. So I get the image of a rocket. So when I, when I need to send energetic healing away, I put the little sphere of the three balls, sorry, the ball with the three symbols, the little dragon on top of the rocket and the rocket shoots off and goes wherever it needs to go. And so this is an example of, this is the same energy healing that someone's going to use following a structure and following the technique of Reiki. It's the same energy, but this is the way that it's presented to me. And so I wanted to share that as an example of being able to allow your creativity to to manifest itself and your personality to manifest in whatever energetic work you decide to do. I want to take this a step further. There is so many So there's there's a lack of words, there's a lack of terminology happening here right now. Um the world is changing at a very rapid pace right now. And I, and I think, you know, we have been hearing this for years, uh, especially as we begin our spiritual journey, et cetera. Oh, it's so incredible in the energy right now. I think though that we can all pretty well agree that, that never before has it been like it is in this last four months. Having said that, um, the evolvement of, my hands are on fire talking about that. So that's a beautiful symbol and sign for me. The evolvement of new ways of doing things has really amped up. And for those of you who are considered healing facilitators or healing thyself, be open to however that energy wants to move through you and aware of the symbols or the colors or the feelings that are coming through and recognize how you're shifting in that 
to adapt to that as well because we are all expanding in a really magical big way right now and there's a lot of sleeping there's a lot of tears there's a lot of maybe uh, binge eating or binge exercising there's so many different ways of experiencing everything that's happening in this world right now is because we have stepped into being channels for this energy to come in and the overall healing that's happening on a humanity and mother earth level is very unique right now i'm just going to see what else wants to come through on this it's so interesting because i almost feel like i'm being directed to do light language again is that all right <laughs> why am i asking that right <laughs> I'm, I'm okay i'm gonna move over no um, you cannot do it you're not allowed <laughs> sorry they're not gonna listen to that um <laughs> It's so interesting because I almost, you know, like when you had said earlier about, uh, um, you know, if anybody else wants to come through too, I did, I did put it out there to white buffalo calf woman and the man. Um, the man is very, um, um, I'm not sure what the word is. It, it, he's very stand backish because he's aware of how uncomfortable I personally feel in that. And I, I love that I'm able to come on to here and voice that to you guys so that you all know that it's not something that you just sit down and you do willy nilly in, in most cases. It's, it's, it is a, um, an interaction with a beautiful being who is willing to do it on your terms when you stand in your power to do it. Okay. Yes, there are people who have been um, put into situations where they're very uncomfortable and they suddenly wake up and they, they, they hear from the other people that, oh, you did this and you did that. Um, you can actually start to uh, develop your own sense of community, I guess you could say, with your with your guides. So that doesn't happen so that you have, um, you know, in, in one way you're letting go of control, but in another way you're gaining control because you're stepping into the power of who you are. So. Um, White Buffalo Calf Woman is feeling like she wants to come through, but I'm not sure if she will. So um, I'm just going to start with the light language. I can feel I am holding back on this. I, I'm feeling very resistant to letting her in because this is an unknown crowd to me. So thank you guys for your patience. I'm just going to um, really, um, I'm going to, I'm going to allow myself to, to do what she needs to do and myself to, to do what I need to do to see if she'll come through. So bear with me a moment here. There's divine guidance. It's ultimately there for each and every one of you. The willow tree speaks loudly to some of you. The tiger lily to others. The flow of the water in the creek beside. There's a greater wisdom, a gentle wisdom. Allow yourself to tap into that. Allow yourself to express be open to expressing allow yourself to be one with picture that willow tree picture that tiger lily picture
picture that stream. Be one with. And being one with, your heartbeat matches its heartbeat. The energy of it comes together. You are this beautiful, united cycle of life. Step into the energy of that cycle of life. Feel it sinking deeply within the very energy of your body, the physicalness of your body. Feel it on the hair in your arms, the muscles, the fat, the veins. Down to a DNA, RNA level. Breathe into that. Feel into that. We stand together at this fire. We stand together united. Together, we offer our gratitude. And so it is. That's really interesting because um, I could feel how the word fat came from Sandra Kelly. <laughs> it wasn't her. <laughs> but also, too, at the end of that, I felt this, this really interesting shift in my body where I felt that she just literally moved, like, let me back in, I guess you could say. I wasn't removed from my body. I just get this real conscious sense of the physicality of my body and when when i feel that it's almost like this twinge in my hips i can i can feel that um that shift like where where um white buffalo calf woman has moved and allowed me to be me again there's a question in the chat about uh how to develop a community with our guides can you speak more to that for sure. Let me just tap into the energy of that because that's not a phrase that I've ever used before today. So that's obviously something new that's coming in. So um, thank you for, for honing in and picking up on that. Uh, community with your guide. It's really interesting because I, I work with threes a lot. And this is, I know this is probably green and it's going to be there for, for all time. So using the year 2022 as an example, 222. Two, two. There's three twos. There's all about the balance in all the different parts of our life. But two, two, two is also about community. So developing community with our guide. What wants to come through with developing about community with our guide is that we're being asked to really start to be aware of those connections, to step into the awareness of what's out there and what's in here, that ultimately we have to go within to see what what wants to come out from within. And meaning what wants to come out from within is that uh hang on it's so interesting because i'm seeing the color orange and i'm seeing multiple oranges so there's something about the creativity that can that can occur when we choose to walk in community with our guide now community commune commune with our guides communicate with our guides be in community with our guides so it is a take on the word of community that we're being asked to step into. And you notice that three words came up there again. So there's that power of three, past, present, and future, middle, beginning, and end into infinity and beyond. And that commune, 
community and communication. It is about being in conversation. That conversation starts first with self. And why I say it starts first with self is because, um, uh, as Daniel mentioned, that that um, little you portion of ourself comes into this world in such a beautiful manner. And in that beautiful manner, they are wide open and so visibly aware of how incredible the world is. And you can see it in how they react. They, you can see it in how they can bend over and, and suck on their own big toe, um, how they giggle. It's just so natural when they when they smile for the first time, all of these functions, right? And um, uh, we're being asked to be at one again with that very intimate part of ourselves. And that's what it's it's called. That's why they're calling it community with guides, community with guides. Bear with me here a minute. It's so funny because it's almost like flower power era coming up again, like the 70s, you know, being in, in communication with our hippie part of ourselves. It is, there's a level of freedom that we're being asked to step into by connecting in with our guides. And ultimately it starts with that awareness of who those intimate guides are within yourself, that, that little you portion of yourself. In an earlier episode, Daniel mentioned the higher self portion of yourself. The, the little you is the part that is grounding you into the earth. It's the part that's really connecting you to this earth because it's that physical essence that your body is living with. And that higher self energy, that higher self guide is that guide that's connecting you with all that there is. And so when you develop this community with these two guides, especially the community with the rest of the guides becomes so much more easier to, to uh, embrace and become aware of. Hopefully that answered that. Can I add something as well, in addition to Please. everything that you shared? One of the things that I've been encouraged to reflect on is to not look at my guides as something different than myself, as something bigger than me, as something greater than me, as something more wise than me, is, is the invitation for me to recognize that I am them and they are me. This unity, and I love what, what Mary Beth wrote with the unity being in capital letters. I keep on being reminded to focus on the unity being the fact that we are no different than they are, that we are one and leaning more and more into that. And this is not easy for me to do, and I'll be the first to admit it. This is the direction that I am going in. This is the, the intention that I am setting for myself as I develop my relationship, quote unquote, with my, with my guides is to see them as not just my equals, but to see them as a reflection of me. And the other thing that I wanna mention here again is something that I heard the council through Sarah Landon say, which I loved, is that every relationship that we have is a reflection of our relationship with source. And I love that description. That is, that just, it just resonates with me when I think about the relationship that I have with my guides is a reflection that I have with the energy of source. The relationship that I have with my higher self is a reflection that I have with source. The relationship I have with Sandra is a reflection of the relationship I have with source. And so it, it's just so powerful for me to, to, to lean into that. And so this is an invitation, again, to everybody 
as you think about how to connect with your team, whatever that might mean for you, as you think about how to connect with your higher self, lean into this idea that you are source energy and that you are one with them, that they are the same as you. And hopefully this will help speed up that connection, whatever it is that you're looking for. And there's one last thing that I wanted to share earlier, which is something that Sandra said, and it popped in my mind. And it just left me. So that's okay. Um, so okay, I can't I want, share that now. But anyway, I'm so jumping I'm going to in here. <laughs> I'm jumping in here because holy cow, what you just said was absolutely magical. Because in developing that relationship with myself, I am developing a relationship with source. My level of love for myself has grown immensely in the last five years. And in this continually working with my little you and myself and my higher self, I've actually watched my husband evolve and our relationship is so beautiful right now. And then, so, so there's my relationship with source. It's so beautiful right now. And then I see my relationship that I just had a, a really difficult period for, for almost three weeks with my son. And I was going through things. I was shifting in the energy of things. And um, I, we did a lot of conversations back and forth so that I could understand where he was coming from. Um, and in doing that, it helped me to understand where I'm at now. And now there again, there's that beautiful relationship that I'm having with Source. Then I have the relationship with my sister, which is on one hand, you could say non-existence, but I realized too, like I, I worked on that relationship on my side of things all through 2021 in a huge way. And basically what, what it came down to is at the end of 2021, I realized that probably all the problems that I am feeling are literally being created by me. Now, does that mean that's what's happening with everybody else in their relationships with, with siblings? No, but that's what it is with myself. And in realizing that, I'm realizing that, that again, what you just said, Daniel, that, that beautiful relationship with source, that, that the difficulties I may be having at any given moment, I'm creating them myself. So it's been a very powerful awareness of what you just said on a whole new level. Like, wow, mind blown right now. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to mention, that's beautiful what you just shared. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention was the use of language. We use language very freely. And if there are some terms that you hear me or Sandra or anyone else say that doesn't resonate with you, look for the meaning behind the word and find a word that resonates with you. And I know that some people don't like the idea of, of, of light workers. And so they use something else. Um, some people don't like the idea of ascension or of leveling up because there's, it automatically introduces the idea that there is something better than or something higher than. And so I tend to use the word expansion a lot because that resonates with me. I like the idea of expanding my awareness as I reduce my, my perceptual limitations, my awareness naturally expands. I become more inclusive. And so that's the language that I tend to use. Um, and that's the other thing I wanted to mention. Um, 
as well. So okay. listen for the meaning behind what we're saying, not so much the exact words. If there's yeah. ever something that we say that doesn't quite resonate with you. A really good example of that is the word dream. Uh, there have been people in my community that uh, really struggle with the word dream because uh, we talk about goals and dreams and goals seems very orientated. Dreams feels like it's almost like this whimsical thing that will never be attainable. And shifting that into the word vision instead really helped uh, a few of my communities. So yeah, words are very important. I know that I've abolished the word try out of my vocabulary because I never try to do anything, I just do things. And it's amazing how much more happens around me and with me and, the, and my community as well, because we tend to no longer use that word try, because trying, you're always attempting to do something, while we just step into doing it. Um, I also wanted to mention too that, you know, I, I kind of alluded to the, the how massive the world is changing, et cetera, et cetera. And um, one of the things that is happening is people are being asked to be groundbreakers in new ways. And it's really interesting uh, how, how resistant some people can be around that. And I want you to know that if you feel like you've got this, this energy coming through and you've got nobody to turn to because you have no idea who else in the world does anything like yourself, you're not alone. Okay, there are many of us out here breaking ground in that manner. One of the things that I would like for you to do, though, is to really pay attention to the belly, to the to the uh, solar plexus chakra, because there's uh, two sides to your to your belly. One is fear and one is stepping into your life. And both of those feel exactly the same when you're out here thinking about, holy cow, what's going on in my life. But when you make the choice to continue to speak negatively about what's going on in your life or to be scared about what's going on in your life, you continue to stay in that horrible energy that, that, that just doesn't feel good. But if you choose to go, you know what, I'm just going to step into this for a moment and see what it feels like. It's, it's, I've heard time and time again, heavy and light. Like when you make the choice to step into what you're doing and let it come to you in whatever manner it wants to come to you. Again, I'm always doing things for the highest good, for the most benevolent reasons, the greatest good of all. And whatever your terminology is, if you're doing it for the greatest good of all, if, even if that's all you grab as that phrase, then whatever you step into, you're going to be doing it for all the right reasons. Because it's not ultimately about yourself. It's about the greater good of everything that's going on. For me, it's about following what feels good. Follow, you know, listen to your emotional experience of something. And if something doesn't feel right, there's going to be some resistance around it. And if there's resistance, let it go. Just recognize that the timing might not be right for that. Even if it's something that you really want to do, but there's resistance today, doesn't mean that there's going to be resistance tomorrow, but today the energy just isn't going in that direction. So if there's any resistance and however that manifests, let it go. Some people would say, give it to the light, you know, give it back to source and it will come back to you in divine timing, however you want to word it and phrase it. But I love the idea of what you're suggesting people do and 
to recognize. I mean, when I was being trained in hypnosis, there was there was a lot of uh, language play. A lot of hypnosis and hypnotherapy plays with the idiosyncrasies of language and excitement and fear are part of the same thing. They feel exactly the same within our system. And so it's really hard for us to recognize the difference between anxiety and excitement. And so very easy as a hypnotherapist to suggest to somebody it's excitement, <laughs> even if it isn't excitement, quote unquote, if I tell you that what you're feeling could be excitement, all of a sudden your relationship to that changes. And so I love what you're talking about. Um, yeah. And so, I, I just want to say one more little piece about that. I know that I used to say step into the excitement, but a lot of people do have problems with that word excitement because they, they just, that concept is beyond. And so I offer step into your life instead of step into the excitement. Thank you, Daniel. So I want to kind of invite you to talk a little bit about what you are offering with regards to your, your free offer and the special invitation, if you can kind of share a little bit about that. For sure, for sure. So the free offer is honestly a, uh, a beautiful gift that I've got for you that actually leads you through how to connect with your little guide. It includes the I am open mantra. It also includes the other mantra that was life-changing for myself, and that's the I am love mantra. And both of these can be used in so many different cases. And I've got a, a, a beautiful example during that, um, that free offer as well. So definitely click on that and, and check it out. And then the um, special offer that I have has gives you the opportunity to do one of two, one of three things. One is uh, the a spiritual how-to book that I have. I um, I wrote this book back in 2017. It was self-published in 2018, and it was written because there was nowhere in the world that I could actually find a kind of like a condensed amount of. Uh, information on how to live a spiritual path and so that's why that came through is that that book is spiritual how-to and then from that a course was developed and that course is now in digital digital form as well as in a live group form so there's an opportunity to, to check out either of those as well so um, that's in a nutshell what it's all about and thank you so much everybody for being here holding space and being willing to step into your life in whatever manner that looks like. So I want to, you know, again, remind everybody, you're more than welcome to ask questions. Um, Please. I, we go on until 30 minutes past the hour, unless Sandra needs to jump off ahead of time. So we've got time and we're here if you want to, to interact with us or Sandra and I could just continue talking because <laughs> we love feeding off of each other and, and we can do it forever. So um, happy to happy to continue yeah. sharing if you guys want us to continue sharing or um, you know, let us know what you think. Um, and if you have any questions or would like to interact with, with Sandra, please feel free to, to step up. And yes, it's a very quiet group, but that's <laughs> so, so let me say one thing, you know what, you guys, I was where you all are possibly at, depending on where you're feeling. I mean, um, there, there's, there's really no levels of anything, but I remember when I was the quiet person who didn't say anything either. And, um, it's been a really incredible journey 
to get to where I am now? And does that mean that any of you have to do the same type of journey that I am doing to get to where I am? I have a big vision. I have a really big vision of what I want to do. And, and, and essentially, I want to help uh, a million people, a million people really discover their power and their confidence. And um, that's where I'm coming from. It's, it's this beautiful heart space that wants to empower you because I do see the incredible you in you. What I'm offering and what what this whole platform is doing is it's giving you the opportunity to see the possibilities in your own life. Very, very powerful. Very powerful. Thank you. And yeah, I'd like to have a question if anybody wants to question me. Yeah, well, if anybody, um, please, again, if you have any questions, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and while people are... I love that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll let you get back to that really, let me just really quickly say something. Um, I am learning to be on this path. And there's so much that I do and there's so much that I know, and there's so much more that I know that I'm willing to give myself credit for, which I think is the path that we're all on. We don't give ourselves credit for what we know and who we are. And so I'm conscious of the fact that this is where I am. Um, but I want to remind everybody, uh, both you know, live and listening, I am the first to say that I am learning this. I do not channel very, very, uh, for very long, and I wouldn't even say very well because you know it's, I'm still very much in my head throughout the whole process. I don't. I'm not a healer. I, I don't heal, though I play with Reiki energy. I wouldn't consider myself a healer. Um, I don't feel emotions very easily. I'm in my head a lot, you know? So these are all things that most people that are interested in pursuing a spiritual path or journey feel limits them. There's no limitation regardless of what we believe we are or who we are or where we are on our journey. You know, I'm like Sandra is saying, I am stepping forward in what feels right for me to do. Creating this event felt right for me. And that's what I pursued. And that's what I did. I wasn't going to be a speaker at this event. And one of the people that I'm hoping to bring in for season two said, Daniel, you have to be a speaker. And I went, I've never channeled in my life. Um, and yet, you know, so I channeled publicly for the first time at this event. Um, you know, so it's, you know, give yourself a lot more credit where it's, you know, not only where it's due, but also where you feel you cannot do something I can almost guarantee you can. And the only thing that's holding you back is your, your, your ideas of perception. Um, and so with that, I will let you answer the, the, the stunning question, <laughs> not the stunning, but the, the empowering question. How did your husband help you when you started on your journey? Well, <laughs> he, he literally provided all the angst, etc., with regards to my uh, spiritual journey. It was really fascinating because uh, I, I mean, I could highlight a couple different things. Uh, I, I mean, I could talk about the uh, 16 years of injuring myself and him wanting to take away the bike and him telling me I need to stop volunteering and, and how much um, how much negative energy was coming from me around all of that, because he wasn't asking me to stop volunteering. What he was asking me to do is start taking care of myself. And, and it was my perception of what he was saying. So he's been a beautiful learning curve for me. 
Another one was the expectations around my marriage. I would have loved to have him to be doing this, this, and this, except that he wasn't doing this, this, and this. And when I sat down and, and figured out that that was a big expectation, I was actually able to go, okay, well, that's my expectation and I'm gonna move that a little bit. And I, I, I'm gonna tell you, it's, it was about um, displays of affection. It was like holding hands, kissing and hugging and times, et cetera, et cetera. And when I realized that it was my expectations of wanting him to do this more often with me, that I was actually creating that boulder in the way that he couldn't do it because I kept putting a boulder in the way of, I want you to do it now. Not when he wanted to do it, but I want you to do it now. So that was that beautiful expectation. So once I was able to, to figure out that that's what was going on, that I expected him to give me uh, uh, displays of affection in a certain way, then I was actually able to use that mantra. I actually use that. I am open with no expectations, no limitations of being okay with the outcome. I breathed my way through it in that moment when I wanted him to hold my hand. And instead, maybe I reached out for his hand. Right. And eventually, I was able to let go of all my expectations on him giving me displays of affection. And I became absolutely fine with whatever displays of affection he wanted to give me. And he started to, to show me in different ways that he loved me. And it's, it's absolutely remarkable what our relationship is now. Uh, we, were, we were in our travel trailer, living in our travel trailer for two years. And my husband was entertaining the idea of going to work. And he, uh, he and I were having a serious conversation the one day and I was telling him about, oh yeah, but this, and oh yeah, but that. And he turns to me and he goes, those are expectations. So he literally threw my expectations right back in my face so that I had to actually stop and take a look and go, oh yeah, that is. So um, watching, watching that, being a part of that has been really magical. Having said that, I also really realized that that we could have split up at any time in our marriage. We honestly could have. Um, today, you guys, it's our 38th wedding anniversary today. That is why I picked today is because it's our wedding anniversary. I am overflowing with love for this man because of the journey that we've had together, the involvement, the past lives that we've had together. and. The ability that we have now to be in the same room and not have to carry on a conversation or the ability to have a conversation like my bicycle, one of our bicycles got stolen on Monday, just a few days ago. And instead of arguing and blaming or anything around that, it was really quite amazing to to be a part of the conversation that the two of us were having around this stolen bicycle and him stepping into the awareness that he wanted another bicycle instead of settling for the bicycle that he currently had that's that that like we've got four bicycles usually two are his two are mine and and he was down to one and it's a fat bike so it's a it's a winter bike really but he instead of settling for that bike he stepped into his power he stepped into recognizing his value in the minute and wanted another bike so we have this beautiful relationship now and it's because first who did i take care of first i took care of me I decided that I was going to love myself. I decided that I was going to remove any expectations that I had. Just being open with no expectations, no limitations. If you've got a trigger that comes up over anything, that's an expectation. Dig deeper into what it is so that you can start to get rid of it. It'll change your life. So in a nutshell, that's kind of some of the big pieces of 
that awareness of, of where my husband's helped me in my journey. Did he help me at the very start? He called me the hoodoo voodoo person. <laughs> I think he still does use that term, but it's amazing how he is um, very proactive about recognizing that what I do is beneficial for myself, beneficial for him, the healing that I am able to facilitate on his body when he has physical pain, um, the conversations that we have, the being able to help everybody else has just been really, really remarkable. So Sue's asking, you got a, a couple minutes more, Daniel? <laughs> I know I just went, whoosh, what? <laughs> so Sue's asking, how did you learn the light language? Is it okay if I address that? Of course, yeah, we've got time. Okay, so I literally um, put myself in the position where instead of not doing anything with it, I, um, as I said, it came around the pineal chakra activation. Uh, Sue, you were a very intricate part of that. You were one of the very first people that I reached out energetically with and uh, played around with that light language. And uh, it's been evolving for roughly four maybe maybe five years now I, I guess six years now it was 2016 is when it first came on came into my awareness and i put myself into the position where this pineal chakra activation that i do that that i was being asked to do it on a monthly basis and in doing it in a monthly basis it is the primary location that i've been doing it in for all of these years and it's only in the last couple months on other platforms like this and other groups that I'm in that I've actually started to bring it out into a bigger audience. And it's because it's time. Having said that, how did I learn, how did I learn the light language? It, it, it's not a learned thing. It's, it's something that just comes through me. So when you go on and look online about light languages, there are, uh, there's Pariska Nagy, I think you know her. Um, she has one that, that came through in the Egyptian uh, theme. So she, she has this beautiful sound to her voice, Manitar. Um, he, I think that's what his name is. His light language is absolutely incredible. Then there's another one who, who is doing light language that, that she says is from the plants. That's the one that totally grates against me. And yet I am outside and, and very involved in the outdoors, but her light language grates against me. Um, it's truly by allowing yourself to be the vessel to have it flow through on a continual basis. Because I think if I hadn't been doing that pineal chakra activation as often as I did, like at least 12 times a year, that my light language would probably be still be back at the way it was when I first started rather than what it's evolved to. So it's just like your art, Sue, your, your art has evolved and it evolves because you do it. And that's basically how you learn it is you just get in there and you do it. You step into it. That was a beautiful question. There's also an element of giving yourself permission and setting your intention for what you want. You know, I would love to be able to do light language, but it's not something that I'm focused on. It's not something that I'm really feeding my energy towards. What I'm leaning towards is uh, practicing channeling and getting to a point where I can trans-channel because that's of interest to me. Now, if light language happens to come through me at some point, I'm totally open to that. But 
I'm setting the intention within my own development of what it is that I want. And um, Marilyn Aluria mentioned this earlier today, where she invites us to set the ground rules with our with our work with our team. You know, what do we want to do? How do we want them to engage with us? What do we want to learn? What do we want to develop? Um, and so that's one thing that I would say is is really kind of leaning into that that aspect of if this is something you want to learn set the intention for it and practice it. Like I keep on being told with my own channeling, it's a muscle that I need to develop and it's a muscle that I need to practice. Now, some people happen to snap into something, you know, they wake up from one day to the next and they start speaking, you know, light language. Some people wake up from one day to the next and can channel, you know, angels and, and everyone else. Um, I'm going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's my journey and my process. Um, and so leaning into what it is that I want and being patient with myself, allowing what's for my highest and greatest good driven by my higher self as an intention, knowing that my human wants to have this experience. And then, you know, to, to Sandra's, you know, beautiful mantra, stepping away and letting it happen without expectations and limitations. It'll happen when it happens. And for me, there's a learning process involved that is, is going to be useful for me, regardless of how I use it. The process that I'm going to go through learning what I'm learning will be an invaluable journey that I can utilize to help others along their path. And so again, your experience, there's no, there's nothing wrong with your experience. If it's something that you want to do, lean into it. If it happens right away, beautiful. If it happens 30 years down the road, beautiful. May I say one more thing? Of course. Um, you, you just mentioned something that, that brought in a really important key to this light language. I've talked about the pineal chakra activation. Uh, when I first became aware of this even being a thing, the person that I saw on YouTube or wherever it was described this process as a two week process and that you needed to do this uh, every single day for X amount of time. And I was in the process of thinking, there's no way that that, that should take that long, because if we're all energy, it's just like Daniel said earlier, um, we should be able to heal like that. Right. So when i did it I, I did it the way that he laid it out i did it that way and uh, with with good results although having said that i thought this takes way too long and this is something like the pineal chakra activation i the vision i have for that is beyond belief with regards to coma patients etc so having said that that is one of the reasons why i was so driven to move it from a two-week thing to a 20 minute or 45 minute process and that's why i i reached out to sue miller and another two two women and decided that i was going to do it with in one session with my light language and then it evolved from there so yes i had a, a, a definite um what's the word i would use i had a definite reason or a definite i had a drive there was a drive there was something driving me to make it a shorter process so it was very powerful Yeah, I do the I do the pineal chakra activation on a on a monthly basis. So it, like you guys can find me by um, clicking on that 
free offer because what that does is it's going to send your uh, email address to me and then you have access to these things because I send out a weekly and a monthly email that tells you about these activations. Okay, and when they're coming up, I do Q and A's, all sorts of interesting things. So Sandra is responding to a question of, um, is she still yeah. offering the pineal gland activation? Um, and so if you're interested in working with Sandra, it, as you can see, there's a lot that she has to offer. There's a lot that she plays with. Um, if you're interested in working with her, please follow the links in the website, connect with her. Um, if you have any questions for her or myself, feel free to reach out to me. I can share them with her or reach out to her directly. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share before we bring this conversation to an end? Truly just be open with no expectations, no limitations and being okay with the outcome because it's amazing what will unfold in your life when you do. And with that, I will leave you guys uh, for now. We have another session today um, at the top of the hour. Um, so please feel free to come back to that. And until then, I will leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love. Thank you very much, Sandra. And I will talk Thank to you. you guys all soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for being part of this incredible experience. We hope that this session has inspired a new level of understanding within you, allowing you to expand more easily into the essence of your true self and become an even more powerful alchemist in your own life. We invite you to listen to the session again and again in order to go deeper each time and expand even more, have it be via the replays or the unlimited access package. If you have enjoyed being part of this event, we invite you to tell your friends so that they can join us in the future. We are grateful that you are here and we thank you for co-creating this experience with us. Until next time, we leave you with being spirit, being human, and simply being from love.